great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and our main website where you can listen to the Exxon 724-365 is www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Johnny Walker. And uh, originally from the southwest U.S., Johnny spent many years doing road work, both on and off stage. Uh, After basing himself in New York City in the late 80s, he worked as a professional sound designer in the live music scene and theater community while traveling abroad with various artists and projects. Johnny's travels and work experience led him to see and hear otherworldly things not many people get to experience. It's for that reason he wrote Eco Mysteries, or Echo Mysteries, I'm sorry, E-K-K-O Mysteries Trilogy. Now, Johnny has written songs for himself and for others for 25 years, racking up two Billboard songwriting citations. An accomplished musician and published songwriter, he became a published author in 2006. And uh, joining me now from his home in the Great Apple, or the Big Apple, New York City is my guest this hour, Johnny Walker. And Johnny, welcome to the X Zone. Well, thank you, Mr. McConnell. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm such an admirer of your show. Oh, thank you, Johnny. Now, listen, Johnny, tell me about your musical career before we get into the paranormal. I love music. I, I uh, know that about you, and I really think that's uh, that's great. It's uh, you know, it's such a different world. The, the the whole music thing and uh, mine started off when I was a kid uh, playing violin uh, you know in the early years like I guess sixth grade or whatever right and uh, just kept at it I was the dorky kid in school with the high water pants and the carrying the violin <laughs> and uh, actually I just really liked it and I went on from from there to start playing cello and in high school I started doing state competitions and mm-hmm. traveling around and getting a real taste for this and uh, just have have always, always had music in my life. It's just such a big part of my diet. Um, I guess as anyone who loves music knows, you know, it just, it just complements everything you do or you think it does anyway. You feel that way. Uh, you know, it's like the companion that you, you mm-hmm. take along and, and uh, so I, I incorporated that into, uh, 
you know, I went on the road with bands right. and uh, played quite a bit across the country. And then I started learning sound. And as I got older, I started making more money doing sound than I did playing. So, you know, when you're young, money money is a driving factor. Well, that's right. You know, uh, these days it's it's not. It sure is nice when it comes around, but, you know, it's not the, it's not the be-all. But when you're young, that's, that's the decision maker. And, and uh, I started doing much more sound, and, and that really took off. And for many years, I was a sound designer here in the city and, and also across the country traveling with, you know, singers and, and to little places, big places, Toronto Convention Center to little places in Lexington, Kentucky, you know, uh, mixing sound, doing sound, running tech. Sure, and uh, you know, there's just a there's a common denominator in all these places, and that is that uh, things go bump in the nightclub. Things go bump in the nightclub. <laughs> you know, there are things that go bump in the nightclub. Yes, there are. Wow. So, and, so tell me, tell me about Eco, the, uh, the Eco Mysteries trilogy. Um, Echo is pretty much my recap of a lot of my experiences. Um, there, there were things that just happened all the time, uh, some places more than others, but there were just too many things. It just, you know, at first you're just gonna, you, you really don't understand. Uh, I think I've always been sensitive to it. And I think many people are without realizing it. Right. But when it, when it comes around so often, you, you just got to stop and say, okay, all right, mm. what's going on here? What is, you know, what is this? And I started keeping a log. I started writing these things down and, and just keeping memory of, of these things. And I knew there was a story in here somewhere, but I didn't want to make it another ghost hunters. I go, I'm sorry, ghost seekers, right. ghost type of spend an hour looking for a ghost and never get anywhere. I, I wanted to bring him to life right away and <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of explain the unexplainable in a, in a sure. adventurous way. All right, uh, Johnny, you and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. By the way, I have a lot of respect for sound designers and sound engineers. It's because of the great work that you and others like Mike Craig over here and a good friend of mine, Michael J. McCorley, here in Hamilton. You guys make us sound good. So thanks very much for the great work you do. You got it. That's our job. XO we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with my special guest this hour, the one and only Johnny Walker, as we continue here in the XO from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Give me two minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Johnny Walker is our special guest this hour. Johnny's website is ekkomysteries.com. That's ekkomysteries.com. Things that go bump in the club. Johnny, tell me about it. You know, there's, uh, I believe, I think some other people kind of agree with this, but when you take these nightclubs and you fill them with people every night and mm. you've got this tremendous energy going on and night after night, you just, you know, for a couple of hours, there's just this excitement, this energy, you know, there's sound, which I, you know, not to, not, not to veer off of that too far, but I've always believed that music opens the channel, 
to to another place. Yeah. It it just you know it brings in something special. Uh, but you take all these energies every night and you fill the room and you empty it out and you fill the room and you empty it out. And I just believe that there's things that that linger, you know, in in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you know, compile that with a very old building. Uh, like some of the stuff I've seen, and you know, mostly on the east, on the east coast, because you've got a lot of older places sure. there, and um, there's some really terrific old buildings, and and I've seen things that just stopped me in my my stopped me in my tracks, and uh, give, I, give, I love it. Give me an example of something that that stopped you in your tracks. Um, I was, I think this was in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I was backstage. I was, I was, you know, this is going to show my age here, but I was on a Harry Chapin tour, wow. his last uh, uh, Cotton Patch Gospel. And, you know, you have these sets where there's little walls here and there, yeah. plywood walls. And you stand, people stand behind them and wait for their cues. And I was backstage waiting for my cue. And something in the catwalk caught my eye. And I looked up and there was a, there was a man up there in uh, overalls and a long white beard just just casually leaning on the you know the frame of the catwalk yeah. watching looking down you know he wasn't active he wasn't happy he wasn't sad he was just watching and i kind of wondered who it was if you know i didn't see anybody like that in the crew or that worked there you know and and he was he was kind of Gray. He had a, a pale, a paleness to him that it just you know I just stopped. I just froze, and and but at the same time I was just fascinated. I just this is just awesome. This is so cool. I cannot believe I'm seeing this, and that I'm lucky enough to see this. And he just watched, uh, uh, and and honestly, I don't remember a whole lot after that. <laughs> maybe he took me somewhere maybe he didn't but the, being frozen in my tracks and and watching this guy just you know I incorporated this this guy into the books um, just in a slight way because he was just too cool he was just way too cool and uh, I had to uh, you know uh, that's an example and that was a really old theater and that's the kind of stuff you see in these old theaters. And, and a lot of these places have, you know, if you're ever sitting in a theater and you're, you, you know, it's uh, intermission or you're waiting for the show, if you look up at the gargoyles and the little rooms and the designs, there's rooms up there. There's crevices and walkways. And and I explored every one of them I could. I went through them. I crawled. I crept. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't leave any stone unturned, and I, and I just that was part of the fun of going to all these places was just disappearing for a minute, and, and I got in trouble too. But you know, I'm still alive, and nobody got sued, so we're okay. What was it about the but, old uh, man on the catwalk that 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 just grabbed you to the point where you know you had to stop, you had to think, and he left such an impression with you that you put him in your book? What was that? I think because he was so visual, but I got to tell you the rest of the story. Okay. Um, he, you know, again, he was so visual. He was so real that, you know, from one minute to the next, he was there and he was gone. But it turns out that that night when I got back to my hotel room, 
I had got a phone call from my sister that my stepmom had died. Oh, no. So it was kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty coincidental to me. Mm-hmm. Um, something, you know, from the other side maybe was looking at me, reaching out to me, talking to me, you know, I don't know, preparing me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was... It was just, it was an impact, and I still remember it clear as day, you know, as clear as as anything. As I'm talking on the phone right now, I can remember it and see him. It just scorched me. It scorched my memory. It stayed with me, and uh, I feel better for it. I feel lucky. I feel fortunate. I wish others were perceptive to this and, and understood just how cool this is. So, you know, as opposed to being afraid. Where has been the spookiest club or theater that you have ever gone into that you may say in your heart of hearts, I'm not going back there? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> A couple of those. Really? Uh, oh, man. There were some that I just... I just... See, a lot of these places also, you, you learn them. If you work there night after night... Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll learn them and there's a lot of times you've got to walk around in the, in the dark and and you learn the steps you know it's like you know three steps this way turn seven steps down three seven three you learn this in the dark because you have to close places down you're, you, you're a lot of times you're the last one out after everything's gone you turn you cut you know shut down the stage so you learn your way around and there is actually one time that just, uh, you know, I brought it home with me. Really? Long story short, yeah. Didn't mean to, didn't plan to, but I brought it home with me. And uh, that, that that one was just, that's a story in itself. Um, there are other places where I just, I learned not to look in the mirrors. You do not look in the mirrors. What, why not? <laughs> just don't do that because there is... That's when you will see something. Huh. You will see something that that you, you know you, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it standing beside you, but in the mirror you will see something. There, you know, and I'm not saying it's it's clear as day, just like mm-hmm. you know, you know, your best pal sitting there with a drink in his hand. It's 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 there's something there. You, you know, you you can't really quite describe it. It is a haze. It is a figure. It is a, a semblance of a set of eyes, but there's something there. So I, I, I didn't look in the mirrors. I, I learned that pretty quick on don't look in the mirrors. And again, you're at these places late at night by yourself. A lot of times doing repairs till six in the morning. How much of is it do you think that these are the impressions that are left behind of people who have had good experiences, bad experiences? Uh, after all, if you're working in a theater or, or a a larger venue. There's a lot of you know a lot of feelings that that are left behind and imprinted on the electromagnetic um, fiber of time and space. Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean personally, I believe that it all comes down to what kind of you per- what kind of person you are in your daily life. Uh, you know, if you're a uh, happy-go-lucky 
really pleasant person, mm-hmm. take everything with a grain of salt type of guy, then then you're going to be that kind of spirit, you know. And if you are the opposite, then you're going to be a hellraiser. You're going to be, you know, you're going to enjoy scaring the bejiggers out of people. Um, whereas I think some spirits just like to come around. Uh, okay, so if if a spirit is lingering in in a theater, in a in a large venue, or even a bar that has a stage, why do you think they stay there in, instead of moving forward, going to the light? I think it's their passion for the art, mm-hmm. their passion for the sound and the music, and uh, you know there were many times when when uh, I was working on sound and adjusting, you know, setting frequencies. And I don't know, there's a, there's a process called ringing out the room. Um, and it's, it's pretty much the same as ringing out a water soaked towel, but this is with frequencies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you, you bring up the levels on stage, turn everything up really loud and inch your sliders upward to where things start squealing. Then you bring them back down. Then you inch them up a little higher and bring them back down. And each time, you inch it back up. You push frequencies out of the room. You, you know, it's a way to clear the airwaves so that when people get on stage and make a lot of noise, there's a whole lot less feedback. Um, it's it's a it's a process that you know just really helps you and gives you a little peace of mind because as a sound man, a lot of times you're sitting on the edge of your chair watching people say, "Don't don't 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 go over there. Don't go over there. Don't touch that." And uh, it kind of gives you some peace of mind. Um, in, in adjusting frequencies and setting EQs, uh, there were times where I actually started playing with the knobs and turning them against each other <laughs> and getting these sounds that I had never heard before, these these uh, these, these vibrations and, and harmonies almost. It was like, you know, it was like as, as if the air was, was singing... You know, it was an a cappella song with harmonies mm. coming from nowhere. So, um, so let me let me ask you. Speaking about that, have you ever heard a ghost sing? Well, that's kind of that's kind of what I was sort of referring to. Like, I I, I wonder sometimes if there's an interjection there where where uh, you know something comes across and and. Uh, jumps into your sound you know it really comes alive through these frequencies and and sound manipulations and and um that's really the the basis of the book is is the protagonist is a sound man and he discovers how to bring ghosts around and so while it's a little more adventurous and fun i mean there's there's really something to that i believe and i, I think other others believe this also but again you're opening a you're opening a door with frequencies and sound waves. And I mean, it's believed that all the way back to Stonehenge that these rocks were moved with sound waves. There's a lot of things in the past that people, you know, uh, say that sound waves are responsible for. I think they're much more powerful than many people give them credit for. Hmm. So it's, it's a whole lot more than just plugging in a guitar and getting a loud sound. All right, stand by, Johnny. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Johnny Walker is our guest. He's the author of a trilogy. And the name of the trilogy is, are you ready for this? 
Eco Mysteries Trilogy. That's E-K-K-O Mysteries Trilogy. And Johnny's website is www.ecomysteries.com. We'll both be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget, Exxon Nation, we're just a week away from the December issue of the X Chronicles newspaper being available online, in digital format, and print. I'll be back. Don't go away. Johnny Walker's our special guest this hour, Exxon Nation, ecomysteries.com. And uh, I have to ask you this. What was it like working with Harry Chapin? Well, actually, I did not work with him. It was his last work. It was just after he died. I worked with his brother. Oh, I see. Uh, and the family. So I did not have that honor. Uh, you know, I did have the pleasure of doing his last work. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, no. It, you know, wish I could say I did. But that tour alone was was an incredible tour. We uh, I don't think there was a stone unturned on that tour, and, yeah. and it's it, it just so well received. People were just nice everywhere we went. It was just it was just nice. Uh, what other artists? Experience. What other what other artists have you worked with that we might know? Um, well, gosh, quite a few. Uh, I was lucky enough to work uh, do a gig for Carol King. Wow. Um, who, you know, I got to tell you, is is about the most pleasant, sweetest, nicest person I've ever run across. Right. Um, you know, in fact, during her show, there was a time she was very tired, and she came to me and said, "Johnny, please, keep the lights down. Just, you know, she's she was exhausted. She's touring and doing, and and I said, you got it. And so, during the show, I've got her a little low, and and mm-hmm. you know, things are. Of course, doing great, but people just stormed to me, agents and managers and club people, and everybody just was, bring her up, bring her up, we can't bring her up. And, and, and this one, I had to take a hit. I just had to take a hit for Carol because she asked me, and, you know, if there's any time you have to take a hit, it's, it's for someone like Carol King. I kept it low. People yelled at me. Mm-hmm. They didn't call me back. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. But, it, you know, I mean, I can't. I can't put a price on that. It was, it was an honor to work with, with such a legend. Uh, there was a time I stood four feet away from uh, Natalie Cole. She sung Unforgettable at a birthday party. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. You know, there was some great stuff. Wow. I, I'm a very fortunate man, and sound sound took me there. So what, what was the, the final factor that, that made you, Johnny Walker, say, you know what, I'm going to take this notebook of mine and I'm going to turn it into a trilogy. Well, first of all, I had to get the story out of my head. I had to get some of the stuff out of my head. And uh, I'd been toying with the idea forever. I didn't know exactly how to approach this. Um, my first editor said, don't end this. You know, I had written a book, and she said, don't end this. This is fun. This mm-hmm. is just really fun. You've got a city, and you've got adventure, and you've got ghosts, and you've got sound, and it, it just keep it going for a while. So, you know, that created more work, but it also created a, a really fun adventure. And, you know, of course, 
you've got to have a an end. <laughs> you've got to have a resolution. Mm-hmm. So I made it as, as fantastical as I could, but what I really enjoyed was uh, in... in there's a version of the Echo Mysteries that we brought to life in a multimedia format. Uh, I noticed the iPad books were doing videos and speeches on knee surgeries and medical mm-hmm. stuff. So I thought this would be really cool to replace this with a rock band, you know, and bring these ghostly story to life with music from a fictional band and so we jumped in the studio and wrote songs for this and uh, brought this band to life in the multimedia books and the band is called Nathan Juju uh, a fictional band that this uh, protagonist CJ has got a great job with and and uh, bringing all this together was just a blast but the band was kind of my uh, my way of introducing you know how you have somebody that you want to introduce them to mm-hmm. the paranormal you want them to believe but you can't just hit them over the head you can't just say sit down here's how it is because they're not going to buy it so the band was my way of slowly introducing these paranormal uh, adventures so that by the end of the story mm-hmm. uh, this lead singer's on board he's you know <laughs> he's just seen enough <laughs> kind of like all of us, I guess. When you've seen enough, you've seen enough. So, okay, I guess. I get it. I get it. Um, which kind of takes me back to, uh, you know, I had mentioned earlier that I'd, I'd taken a ghost home with me. Yes. Uh, that That's pretty much when I had said, okay, enough. Uh, I was working in this club, and I had shut everything down, and I decided to play piano. You know, I just wanted to sit and play piano for a while and mm-hmm. practice. You know, I'm no John Boswell. I'm, I'm just <laughs> playing around. I'm just, you know. So I'm going through my dark club, and I feel something. I just feel somebody with me. And I get up on stage, and of course the, the place is closed down. There's one light very, very, very dimly lit, just enough for me to see the piano and sit there. And so I'm playing, tickling the ivories, doing whatever. And I feel something on the back of my neck. And uh, I just kind of stopped, and I kept telling myself, it's not here to hurt you. It is not here to hurt you. Keep playing. So I kept playing, and as I played, it got more and more intense. These, these, whatever it was on the back of my neck, just, you know, it was almost like a finger was stroking the back of my neck and kind of moving with me musically. It was just phenomenal, and as, and the more I got into it, the more I got lost in it. Uh, you know, as opposed to running like a scared little girl, <laughs> you know, I just embraced it, and and that was the first time I just kind of said, "Okay, enough, enough. What is this?" And uh, I dealt with it, and and I remember leaving. I remember everything being very clear, and then for a, about a week at home. Mm-hmm. Things were just strange. Strange things happened. I mean, my phone would ring. I was laying in bed, my phone rang, and it rang, and it rang, and I'm just laying there saying the phone, you know, let the machine get it. And this is right. when, you know, again, aging myself here, but when when answering machines picked up for you. And I'm just laying there going, get it, get it, get it. But the machine wouldn't turn on. 
the, the phone kept ringing. And I mean, it rang 85, 95, 107, 425, 855,000 times. It just rang and rang and rang. Phone machine never picked up. Uh, I woke in the middle of the night one night. Someone yelled, Johnny. And a can fell in the kitchen and bounced across the floor. Uh, I had a, a very large fish, a uh, South African tilapia. It's about 10 inches long in a, in a huge 110-gallon tank. His name is Dog. Awesome, beautiful fish that <laughs> interacts with you. Dog fish, beautiful. People love dog. Sit, bark, roll over, and play dead. Dog, <laughs> <laughs> actually, but see, actually, we used to put a wooden spoon in there, and it would chase a wooden spoon, and you could pat it on the head and twirl it in circles. Oh. And this, this fish was so cool. Well, it's got eyes as big as we do. You know, at, at some point, an animal starts interacting with you. Um, a dog was going nuts for like a week. It was just fluttering. It was just going crazy. I couldn't, I thought it was sick. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. Right. So that's what I mean by, I think I brought it home because things just got really weird for a week or two. Huh. Uh, and it, that was my like, okay, enough, enough. There is, there is no questioning this. There is no questioning that something is going on that, that you can, connect that uh, this whole realm that you enter doesn't have to be uh, something that makes you sit in a corner and shake with fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at first, that's exactly your first reaction. You just yeah. want to just go, you know. But, you know, enough's enough, and it's like, okay, am I going to step up to the plate, or am I going to you know, hide. Sure. And I think by stepping up to the plate, I just, I just helped the doors open up. And, and fortunately being in the music and mm-hmm. artists, I think I was around some of the nicer spirits. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's a, that's, that's a good thing. So, t- um, so tell me, tell me, Johnny, um, with all the experiences that you've had at venues and, uh, the other places where you've done sound. Have you shared any of these experiences with others that you work with or have you and someone else or maybe a couple of your friends, have they seen something strange, weird, bizarre that only you guys saw? Uh, you know, some people do want to talk about it. A lot of people do not. They want to, they, they are very, they just shy away from it. They don't mm. want to talk about it. But I'll tell you who does, and I'll tell you who sees more than anybody, and that is the porters in these clubs. <laughs> the porters, when they come in in the morning, there were times they crept around the wall. I'd be on a ladder in the ceiling yeah. working on some wires, and they would just creep around the wall and just <laughs> sigh like, ah, oh, it's you. Okay, you know, because they see it. Um A lot of clubs, you know, I think I've written this down in some places, you know, some clubs embrace them. Uh, most people really kind of shy away from it and run. Um, but in these clubs in the series, you know, like I think there's New Orleans, Savannah, Charleston, Richmond, and Detroit. The whole series takes place within like 12 days. Every club has their, their unique spirits. And, and I think it's that way in many clubs, you know, there's, there's, People know, but they may they may mm-hmm. name it Sam. Yeah, who knows? But but people know. They know. They may turn the other way, but they know. Tell, tell me, Talking Johnny. About it is a whole different thing. Tell, tell me, Johnny. Why do you think that some people 
have the ability to see and hear certain things and others? No way. You know, I think it's your ability to to feel. How compassionate are you? Are you, you know, and then I'm not trying to say that people that don't feel this are not compassionate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. But some people really do want to look around the corner. They 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 want to turn over every rock and and you know along the same lines when they feel something as opposed to turning away and shying and shutting down they open up to it i think it's there for all of us i think every one of us could tune into this if we really were so inclined i think that's the real key is, yeah. is that you you have to be receptive you 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 have to want to be receptive you know and i'm a big believer in the key word want if you want to do something you will you know, people always say, oh, I wanted to go, I wanted to do this, oh, I really wanted to do that. But if you really wanted to do it, you would have done it. Want is your driving factor. What you want to do, mm-hmm. you will do. So when it comes to the to, to the paranormal, uh, we've talked about ghosts, we've talked about unseen spirits. Uh, what other aspects, for example, if you've been, I'm sure you must have done a lot of traveling in your younger days going from venue to venue and and if so did you see anything in the skies that you just couldn't explain like a ufo or extraterrestrials um yeah you betcha there were there were um you know when you're out on the road late at night and, mm-hmm. and you know people don't understand right now you know between montana and idaho there's a band traveling you know, there there is in Northern California. There are people traveling. Everybody's traveling in the, in the arts. There's so much behind the scenes, and you travel late at night, all night long. I used to love to to, to travel at night because you kind of drive all night. In the yeah. morning, it's a new day, and you wake in your destination. But absolutely, there are things in the sky that that uh, I, you know you don't know what to call it. You you see it, and you you make note of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've pulled over before and, and looked and it's, it's, you know, you think, well, that's a box in the sky. Well, no, it's not a box. It's a, it's a tripod. You, know, you, you can't really, nothing has actually come to me and, you know, quote unquote landed over me. So I've never been that close, but I have seen things in the sky. Um, absolutely. There, there's, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Do you, do, do you find that even though you're not going through to the clubs, you're not doing the venues anymore, that spirits that you may have encountered while you were working in sound design and uh, as a sound engineer come to visit you still? They do. They absolutely do. I have had uh, some just absolutely great dreams about some of these things. There's um, There's one girl that I used in the series that I named Clarice Mm -hmm. Um, and she has often come to me in dreams and usually in in a sense of uh, asking me the next move what are we doing next what are we doing? She's she's enjoying this. Where are we going? I you know, w- w- gosh, what's what's next? And, and and those aren't her exact words. And in fact, I don't really know her exact words. But those are her looks. Those are her. You know, that's what I'm picking up from her and her vibes. Uh, she's asking me, "What are we doing? This is cool. What do we got? You know, wow." Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I 
definitely had dreams about them. Right. Um, they were part of my life. Once once this stuff gets into your your veins, it doesn't just really go away. You know, it, it, part of it stays with you. And I, and, I, and again, I feel very fortunate for that. Tell me, Johnny, how long did it take you to take your notes and transpose them into books? I'd say we're going on uh, eight years. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, the last four being so serious. I mean, in my cave, nonstop, mm-hmm. writing, hiring editors, right. getting help, uh, you know, just really trying to trying to turn this into a project as opposed to just a bunch of mumbling words. <laughs> just, you know, sculpt it and, and turn it into a, something fun that, that people will enjoy. And, and again, you know, uh, a way of explaining the unexplainable in an adventure series that that involves a whole lot of aspects and, and, and spirits that come to life and interact and you know, just uh, kind of jump off the pages on you. Yeah. All right, Johnny, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exonation. Johnny Walker's our special guest. His be- his website is echomysteries.com. That's www.ekkomysteries.com. And Johnny and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Johnny Walker is my guest. He is the author of Eco Mysteries Trilogy. The website is www.ekkomysteries.com. First of all, Johnny, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and uh, sharing the exciting experiences that you've had while working in the uh, in the entertainment industry. Um, Johnny, what message would you like to leave? With, with readers after they've completed reading your trilogy? Um, wow. You know, A, that, that you enjoy this adventure, uh, you know, and that you are, uh, you know, open to any anything that may come your way right. as opposed to running, you know. And, you know, some of these adventures are a little hair-raising, but some of them are not. It's, you know, that's that's just like life. Some things are smooth and some things are not. But, you know, that, that you would just open your mind and accept that uh, many things are possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we see the surface. We see just what's in, in front of us sometimes when, when there's really a whole lot behind the scenes and, and there's just, a, you know, life's been going on for thousands of years and and uh, in my short little span, I hope to experience as much of it as I can. And, and that means being open, you know, and I love being around others who are open, who, who we can have these dynamic conversations about, uh, you know, about things that other people would just walk mm-hmm. away from because it's not cool, you know. And, yeah. and I, don't worry about being cool. Cool is, you know, 
be who you are, accept who you are, love, you know, what you love because that, you know, that's it. That's, that's what, that's your driving factor. It feeds your soul. So I hope they, they enjoy these and, and, you know, I hope they enjoy the music and the, the whole concept of this crazy sound man who gets in way over his head. <laughs> hey, let, let, <laughs> you know? let me ask you, what words of wisdom do you have for up-and-coming authors who may be listening tonight? Don't stop. Don't stop. Everybody's going to laugh at you. Everybody's yeah. going to mock you. Everybody's going to, you know, say something, you know. But others will support you. And if you truly believe in what you're doing, don't stop. Just don't let anybody discourage you. you just keep going. You know, now, if you're living in some kind of impaired world where yeah. you're writing about Oreo cookies and there's 500 pages that say, <laughs> I love Oreo cookies, you know, you're not going to, you know, you got to sometimes face reality. But but with your project, don't stop. You know, um, and listen to others, you know, like, you know, and for you, for example, I love going to iTunes and listening to your broadcast. Oh, I love them. That, you know, and, and I don't know if many people know they're there. They should, you know, but there's so many things that they should study and read mm -hmm. and look at. And don't, don't be so close-minded. Open your mind. Open your thoughts. Work hard. Work hard. I mean, the last four years, it's been 15 hours a day minimum. Yeah. Uh, this is a really big project with, with the whole band recordings. I mean, I got Hallie DeBestern and, and, and some terrific people to help me out and do vocals these are you know it's an actual cd so on top of three books we've done a cd and snippets and combining all this with editors and, and artists and don't give up don't give up no matter how crazy it gets i want to sometimes i you know i live in my cave and i watch the seasons change yeah. <laughs> out the window i know that you feeling know? listen johnny there's at the end of the tunnel. there is and uh, hopefully it's not an oncoming train I love that phrase. I love it. Thank you for saying that. Hey, Johnny, you and I have to say so long for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And I look forward thank to the next I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the X Zone. Until then, be well, my friend. Right back to you. Exo Johnny Walker has been our guest this hour. www.ecomysteries.com. That's E K K O Mysteries.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone, where from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.